You're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch TV about New Jersey. I'm Andrea. And I am Jody. And this season, we're talking about Showtime's series Yellow Jackets. And today, we're recapping season two, episode seven, Burial. Yikes. I think, yeah, yikes, but I just want to throw this out here at the top, and I want you to be watching, no, I want you and our listeners to be having this in the back of their mind as we talk through this episode. This isn't something I said to you off mic or anything. I'm wondering if Yellow Jackets thought, what if lost, but good? And I, I just want, and as somebody who deeply loves We've been lost, recording for two minutes and you're into lost already? <laughs> well, because I want that lens on. Okay. I want everybody to put their lost lenses on. Okay. I thought we were doing our Twin Peaks lenses this week. We can do both. And our, our, Dave, our David Lynchian lenses. We got a, we got a lot of lenses on a lot this of lenses. week, I think. Yes. Yes. This was a wild one. Yeah, there was there was a lot. I don't want to hear anybody complaining that this show isn't giving us enough anymore. You know that's not going to work. Oh boy. That's not going to work. I actually did see somebody complaining that this episode didn't give them anything. I know. I Yeah. Do we actually want to start with our uh Tawny Cypress Tawny's accent, Jersey corner? accent appreciation corner? Yeah. Yes, let's do it. I could I could talk about Tawny's accent all day. You sent me a clip earlier this week mm-hmm. that was that I'll drop right here for our listeners. Uh, if I had to survive in the wild with any of my castmates, it would be hands down Christina Ricci. She's a Jersey girl like me. We're scrappers. Uh, we get it done. We'd be able to help everybody else. They'd be relying on us, quite honestly. And don't let any of the other girls tell you different. Tawny talking about being a jersey girl yes and another jersey girl with that accent it truly sustained me for the entire week it was great and it's so funny when she talks about it it, her accent gets stronger oh my god of course it does i think i noticed it maybe i'm just being like maybe it's wishful thinking but i feel like i noticed (laughs) it more in the episode this week too a hundred percent really she's yeah i wrote it down i wrote it down i'll uh when we get to it i'm screaming (laughs) was it when she was talking to lottie it's when she was talking to Lottie and she says, um, when she's painting the cabin yeah. and she's all pissed off yeah. about it. She's like, this fucking makeup brush. Yeah. And she says, I'm sleepwalking again. Yeah. And the way she says it oh, is. Oh, I know. I wrote it down too. It's so good. It's also the most, um, I know we're not in 2021 yet, um, but it's also the most sort of like, I don't know that relaxed is the right word that we've seen Ty all this time. She's loose. She's sort of loose, yes. Yeah. And so remember, I was joking that I wanted other Ty to have a Jersey accent. And it's not, that's not what's going on here. But I maybe know. it is like Ty's most authentic self yeah. being. Uh, uh, I mean, when I get together with like some of my oldest friends from that, especially the ones that still live in Jersey, mm-hmm. it comes back. Like, yeah, I don't think I have much of an accent anymore, but when I'm with them, mm-hmm. little little so- Carmela Soprano will sneak in. <laughs> Starts coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I just love that, you know, adult Ty kind of letting go a little bit and, and there it comes. I know. I know. Well, she's with her people. Yeah. And she's not thinking about Senator uh, Turner anymore. So. Right. She's Ty. It makes me so happy. I know, I know it shouldn't. I know I, sh- I know it shouldn't. I know this episode should have us feeling so much foreboding. Oh, and, and it, it does. does. But also, I'm so happy. I have so many feelings about that last scene that we'll talk about. Oh, my about, God. But... 
like it's not just about the show but like the the female violence of it all oh my god yeah yeah um we should jump in sure let's let's do it i know that we've just been randomly screaming about different aspects of the show i mean that's okay i i can talk about her accent forever (laughs) should we talk about this little tv show that we love so much i guess i feel like i'm avoiding it because it was so heavy (laughs) yeah but it was it it was but it was really i had such a good time watching this episode oh yeah and it was also like beautiful and emotional Mm -hmm. and fun and silly and i mean we'll talk about the caligula stuff (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> um okay. So we're going to start with 96. Um and the first scene we get is um the cabin being fully snowed in. It's so much snow. Yeah. Like to the point where I thought that we were going to do a time jump, like e- even like a week or something because it was so much heavy snow, but I think it yeah. really is supposed to be like the next day. Mhm. Um, it's just we we have seen the way the weather yeah follows the moods mm-hmm. of these of these high school girls so yeah it does make a kind of sense when you think of it that way yeah and so they're basically snowed in um the snow drifts are like halfway up the door i think it's probably the next day everyone's like laying around feel looking extremely depressed something in the I, way by nirvana is playing which is so pretty fitting perfect per i mean always but it's a yeah. perfect song for this as soon as i yeah. heard that i was like uh-huh but Shauna's still holding the bundle and she's fully shut down. She's not like communicating with anyone or letting anyone take care of her at all. At all. Yeah. She won't even drink any water. No. Water. Ty's the one who's trying, it seems like, mm-hmm. which again goes back to our conversation last week about how the two of them have had this like really strong bond that's kind of mm-hmm. under the surface, not not focused on as much as her and Jackie, but like they've had this sort of like tie to each other. I think that's all we get in that first scene, though, right? And then we do cut. I want to say uh, the opening credits were Alanis again, I think, but a the slow version. a slight slow version with um, what the show could also be called because it's a caption that comes up constantly is women vocalizing, yeah, or women vocalizing eerily, yeah, yeah. But right before that, we do see them get outside. And oh, that right, is right, where right. we sorry, see. Sorry. Um, so they open the door, they like yank it open, and all the snow falls in, and they all go out and they're like clearing the fire pit area i'm guessing gathering snow for water we see javi wearing the the coat it's the, so fun to watch who's wearing the coat the when. sisterhood it, of the traveling coat yeah exactly yeah it keeps moving around um mm-hmm. it starts out with javi here um but while everyone is kind of busying themselves shauna walks out with the baby oh. um in that fur wrap and kind of makes this rock grave for it. This little so cairn. Sad. I know. So sad. It was she rough. And even... she says that line again. Um, it's you and me against the whole world. I'm calling now her eventually saying that line to Callie. Probably in a really fucked up moment yeah. is my guess. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it were kind of manipulative. Yeah. But I, she's going to say it to Callie and it's going to, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to handle it. Yeah. So anyway, she she buries the bundle as I've been calling it. Mm-hmm. in a bunch of rocks and then we get the intro but then we we go back to them outside like cleaning up the camp the, the campsite the site around the cabin um and we have a conversation between ty and van that i thought was interesting it's like a it's an interesting shift in van's perspective i think losing the baby yeah and she's starting to see what we've all been seeing is that like van is a survivor but well despite her <laughs> 
Van keeps surviving. She yeah. says, I kept surviving. Yeah. It's like there's there's so many times where it would have made sense for us to lose her. Yeah. She sa- seems like she's like losing faith, mm-hmm. you know, but she still is like, I need to know why I keep why I'm still here, basically. Yeah. Um, um, I have a question, Jody, and maybe we save this for later, but mm-hmm. I have just developed a little theory that makes me nervous about adult Van. Oh, no. That has to do with, I mean, we know the reason that Van is still here, and it's because Liv, who plays Van, was so charming mm-hmm. that um, they uh, the writers just kept them on. They weren't supposed to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And so that makes me wonder if what we're building toward in 2023 is a universe without adult van be for whatever reason maybe it's necessary and so they're teasing up a way to write her out um which is a worry i didn't have until just this moment Um, i've seen a lot of theories about a coming sacrifice in the present timeline and the idea that van has terminal cancer which we'll talk about later yeah Um, i have i i want to spend a like i want us to set aside a good chunk of time for van because there's a adult van there's a lot of like complicated Hmm. stuff with how i feel about how they could handle her Hmm. so i don't know if we want to just put a pin in that until we get there okay yeah um and so while they're outside ben is watching them from the window Mm -hmm. and we hear a phone ring very very uh 90s sounding phone (laughs) (laughs) I love, I, I have to say, I have a soft spot for all of the phone work in this show. I know, especially this episode. The rotary phone in the kitchen, mm-hmm. the like, the wall phone in the in the cabin that he's imagining. Mm-hmm. I just, I appreciate all the vintage phones. Yeah, there are two, the, the two perfect ones show up uh, a little later. We'll get to those as well. But this episode oh, yeah. is chock full of great 90s phones. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good phone work in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's hallucinating again. Yeah. And now we see last week when he was in that flashback sideways, whatever you want to call it, um, it was the cabin, the place he was in was reminiscent mm-hmm. of our cabin. But now it just, I mean, it's, it's basically the cabin. But it has like different decorations in it. There's yeah. like, a, a, I tried to screen cap it and couldn't see it. There was like a news article framed on the, on the mantle. Oh, interesting. And I didn't, I couldn't get a good shot of it to figure out what exactly it was. Huh. But it was like, it's the cabin, but it's like with modern touches. Yeah. Obviously a phone. Um, oh, yeah. Why haven't they just called for rescue if there's a phone? <laughs> yeah. No phone. Seems silly of them. Yeah. But so we get this weird, surreal, cryptic conversation where Paul's like on the phone and he says he isn't ready. Yeah. And then hangs up and it's like, we need to talk. We see the VCR skipping kind of happening. And uh, basically Paul's saying, like, you weren't supposed to kind of hang out here this long. Like, which could be, like, this this mental space you're escaping to. Or it could be, like, you really should have died a long time ago. Yeah. Or it could also be. So this is where my what if lost but good and again listeners remember i do love lost very much but Uh it just imagine a thought exercise of these writers where they're like what if we tried to take the things that people didn't love about lost and make it actually good and so when he says like you weren't supposed to be here this long i'm like what if the wilderness is i don't disclaimer huge 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 disclaimer i do not believe this in my heart of hearts i don't think this is true at all (laughs) <laughs> but I couldn't help but think while I was watching this scene, oh, no, 
what if they actually did all die in the plane crash? Mm-hmm. The cabin was like a kind of purgatory, purgatory. And now the adult timeline is there like sort of like a, a kind of heaven that they mm-hmm. all have to get back together to, which is all I want to say, aside from the island not actively actually being purgatory. That is sort of sort of what happens in Lost. That is what people speculated was happening in Lost. Mm-hmm. So it's a miss. It's like a, okay, we know that's not what actually happened in Lost. It's what people think happened in Lost. It sucks if that is what happened in Lost. What if good, though? I don't think that's what's happening, but... but They're not I in mean, purgatory. It's not purgatory, but what if it were? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think he takes this this conversation as like, closing a door like okay Mm -hmm. you're right i'm not supposed to be here anymore why am i still trying to hold on yeah like it's you can see it in his face the actor did an amazing job here with the the face acting where like (laughs) he comes out the front door he like is following paul so to speak he yells his name and like ty and van look up and are like what the fuck (laughs) coach coach you okay the hell and then you see the recognition of like on his face of realizing where he is realizing what's happening and you think and i think it's pretty clear like realizing okay this is it i'm done mm-hmm. and he almost gets a smile it's not quite yeah. a smile but he like gets this calm look on his face it's like definite like relief yeah calm is a great word for yeah what like kind he's of made a decision over him. Mm-hmm. he almost looks happy and then again in the aftermath of of the the baby and the storm they're all outside still cleaning up and misty overhears the girls talking about her and you think it's going to be another one of those like oh we're so lucky about that misty is so smart and so capable and it starts out that way but uh then mari starts calling her a psycho and it's always mari mari you know i know you're a defender <laughs> well because it's like because here's what to me it I seems mean, like it's happening she's here. not wrong yeah, but I also don't think this is like, you know how sometimes teen, I shouldn't even say teen gossip, gossip in general is just you like throwing ideas out there. You don't even really necessarily believe it because even for this group, that's kind of a big leap. They were out in yeah. that blizzard together. It would be very easy to get lost. It kind of is the more reasonable yeah. assumption. I think Mari is just being a shitty teen girl the way Mari is. Yeah, I don't think Mari really believes that. She's just like, being kind of like scandalous and gossipy mm-hmm. it just so happens to be true because misty is as psychotic yeah as, and she didn't know. kill crystal she threatened to that's but she didn't in our head we sh- she did but uh, oh my god you're right yeah she didn't and misty is also feeling the guilt that we have placed on her mm-hmm. now now she thinks she's responsible for two deaths when yeah. so far if we're counting misty's body count is is really technically zero yeah i mean she did poison coach scott but but he didn't die he didn't die (laughs) misty's just very close to many deaths and as far as we know unless until we find out jessica roberts is for sure dead as far as we know her technical body count is still zero right even if even if her closing like being near body count is much higher i i misty's definitely killed some people but I mean, again, as far as as far as we know, the creators have said, I think, that Jessica Roberts is dead. But 
We I don't care them. what the I creators know. say. I'm done with them. I know. Not like we can trust them anyway. I, I don't want to hear what the creators have to say anymore. And I don't want to talk about the fucking Converse's. Those two things oh, are I done know. for me. I can't. I can't talk about the shoes anymore. I know. I know. Well, I hate to break it to you, but oh, uh, I don't no. think the conversation's going anywhere anytime soon. God Until we find it. out who the person on the in the pit is and the person on the like that they're carrying. Then maybe we can let go of the sneaker conversation. I think they're carrying. Oh, no, because we still have crystal sea. I don't want to do it. I don't don't do, do it. it. Don't go there. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so then Misty takes this as as uh, an impetus to perform. <laughs> she comes in. We see Coach shaving, which we'd seen in the preview. Bad choice. I know you want to go to your death feeling like clean, clean, but it's so cold out there. I know. I, I always say I wish I could grow a beard, like, in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Keep yourself a little warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Misty gives a speech. Uh, and it's – I don't know that they're necessarily buying it, but they – I think because Lottie supports her, she says, like, you know, we got to go find Crystal. She could still be out there. She could still be alive. Like, What do we – okay, this is a big miss for Lottie, who seems to know when people are dead or alive, always. Do yeah. we think – she really thinks that Crystal is possibly – there are a couple of things. Either – well, no, I shouldn't say there are a couple of things. Do we think, A, Lottie really thinks there's a chance Crystal is alive and her intuition is just fucked up? Do we think Lottie knows that Crystal probably isn't, but she also knows these girls need something to do right now because tensions are really high mm -hmm. and everybody feels really useless because of what's happening right now and that it's good yeah. for them? or? Do we just think, again, do we just think Lottie is just a girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a little of two and a little, little of three. Mm -hmm. I think that she probably doesn't think that Crystal survived that snowstorm. And she it doesn't seem like she has any intuition pushing her to agree with Crystal. It yeah. just feels like she's like, yeah, in this moment, it makes sense for me to support this idea. It's something for them to go out and do and, you know... But I'm not sure her her actual motivations. But it didn't seem to me like she was like yes, like like she was with Avi, where she was like, right. I know that I know she's alive. I know she's out there. It wasn't that. No. But my favorite part of this scene is our little Greek chorus uh -huh. of yep. Melissa and Jen. Jen. I love that they're not only like the Greek chorus of the show, but they're also the Reddit page of the show. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. They're like shoot, like shooting all of these theories out there. Mm -hmm. that's like and they're also just being it's like they're just to the side of the action commenting on it the whole time yeah. they're, they're the statler and waldorf <laughs> they really are but they say like you know they're start they're they're hinting around the idea that like if she's dead it would be it would be a shame to waste yeah it wouldn't the, be the worst thing right that could happen right i mean it would be disrespectful to the wilderness right <laughs> But then there's this like, but but I hope she's okay. Yeah, yeah of, course. of course. I hope she's okay. Like, <laughs> this really... show is a comedy with horror elements. Yes. It just, <laughs> it's, yes. it's a comedy that delves deep into exploring trauma. Yeah. But, but it is a comedy, I think. I mean, I could disagree with you when we get to the ending, but in this part, it sure is. Yeah. Um, but Misty hears this, and this is what prompts her to go with the group to find Crystal, mm -hmm. because she doesn't want anyone to eat her friend. Right. Which is like... A little hypocritical. Like, it's okay to eat Jackie, but it's not okay to eat Crystal. I'm kind of surprised this is the line Misty like, it's draws. It's not very practical. I, no, but I wonder if it's a sort of... We have said often that Misty isn't lying to herself. Mm -hmm. And we see in this episode, 
that is entirely not the case mm-hmm. um that and like i wonder if this part is a sort of performance for herself so she could be like no i'm because mm-hmm. she even says later like why does everybody keep calling me a serial killer like um and i think this part of misty she doesn't really want to admit to herself so she's like right i've so for for herself she's like i'm not gonna let them eat you um we'll talk a little bit about what happens when she like you know a, a, a little later on we can talk about that a little more but but I think I, my feeling is that this is uh, not totally authentic, but it's more for herself than anybody else. Yeah. Samantha Hanratty does an amazing job this episode of She's showing so all good. of these different aspects of, of mm-hmm. and there's such subtle differences. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we get there, but the difference between her like fake crying and real crying with Ben, mm-hmm. yeah. it's so subtle, but she like really pulls it off. Yeah, she's great. Um, we have a quick moment here where we see the bloody blanket. From the childbirth, Van pulls the cover off of, like, pulls it. They showed it in a way where it was, like, almost like a reveal that we were yeah. supposed to be surprised by it. I wasn't sure I wasn't what that either. was about. Yeah. I think and it, I think maybe the surprise was more Shauna seeing it and, right. like, the visceral nature of seeing all the blood and, like, then getting giving her those flashbacks mm-hmm. of her hallucinations. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but Shauna throws it in the fire and she's getting these like flashbacks of everybody eating the baby, um, which I think is just like throughout the 96 timeline in this episode, it's like there's the we're going on an adventure side of it, mm-hmm. like everybody out in the woods doing their thing. And then there's also these like sort of bubbling under the surface, the like Shauna's grief and anger kind of which yeah. culminates at the end. I love when they're searching for Crystal. And Misty is yelling just a little more and a little louder than everyone yeah. else to just perform that grief a bit. It's so she funny. She keeps saying, Crystal, can you hear us? Yeah. Which I don't know why is such a, it's so, I don't, it made me laugh the first time she did it. Because it's such a weird, it's just so strange. It's just such a strange thing to yell. Well, and she does the thing where, so everybody's yelling, everybody's yelling. And they come across the tree stump, Lottie stops, and everybody kind of like pulls up to a stop behind them very slowly. And it gets quiet, and then Misty yells one more time. <laughs> and it's like the person at the concert that, like, <laughs> is <laughs> cheering at the very end, and everybody else has stopped. <laughs> it's really funny. Hey, who hung those cute little jars? It has to be Lottie, right? It seems like this is her stump. This is where yeah. she goes to, like, leave offerings. And it's so, like, I, I love that it's, like, the seed for Lottie in 2021. Yeah. She's like, this is going to be my wilderness stump, but it's going to be cute as hell. I know. It's very, um, the craft. <laughs> it's very like nineties witchy movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. She's also just carrying around pockets, like full of her own hair. apparently, <laughs> Cause she had that ready to go. She is. Because, I mean, what, does she carry scissors around with her? Like, like, like she's got to prepare them ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Pockets of, of buttons and, and clips and, and clippings. Of her own hair. Of her own hair. Just like, mm, save that for later. Oh, my God. I oh love her. God. I love her more and more every week. Even the stuff that I don't, that, like, as, as some, as a, like, I'm not a religious person. I'm not a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't buy into the witchcraft stuff. I think it's fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. I could see being very annoyed by that bullshit. And I kind of was early on. 
with Lottie. It's like, what are, what are we doing? But mm-hmm. like, even the stuff that I didn't particularly like about her before, I'm, I'm like starting to come around on. Like, I thought yeah. this was kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was. <laughs> so we see a conversation here between Ty and Lottie as everyone else kind of moves off to keep searching. Where, and this to me was like, there's an interesting back and forth that's happening with Lottie and the other characters where Lottie is encouraging their supernatural superstitious side um in the way that later on we see the psychiatrist that the quote-unquote psychiatrist um doing that with her but she's telling ty that like other ty or dark ty or whatever is like is an important part of her is still a part of her um because she's hoping that that other ty will help them find crystal as they say she found a hobby yeah. And Ty says, like, well, since I started going to your circles, I'm not sleepwalking anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, she's, I think she's gone. I think she says, uh, I think that other me is gone or something like that. Right. And Lottie's like, she's not gone. And that's a good thing, Ty. That's like the psychiatrist a couple episodes ago saying to her, like, well, what do the visions mean? Instead of being like, we all were up in arms, like, that's a bad psychiatrist. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Because Lottie's a bad psychiatrist. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, she's encouraging all of this, like, sort of really um what's the word I'm looking for I guess like dangerous Mm -hmm. stuff that's going on in Ty's head yeah um Misty starts to fake cry again because she wants to split off Mm -hmm. from uh, Akila and Mari she lays it on a little thick here a little thick what if I find her she looks just like Jackie (laughs) she's all blue and frozen, a little song frozen in her throat. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And Mari's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Fine. Go. I mean, I, I, the one thing I do appreciate about Mari is that she is not buying crystal shit one, one little bit. Misty shit. Mi- oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting them all confused. Um, uh-huh. No, Mari is not buying Misty's shit at all. She's mm-hmm. just like, okay. That was, yeah. a, that was a lovely performance you just put on. Just go. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Whatever. And we also see really briefly here Ben stumbling around in the snow, which mm-hmm. we come back to in a minute. But before then, we see Shauna back in the meat shed. This is really heartbreaking. It's so sad. Yeah. She, like, stares at the corner where Jackie's body was and tries to talk to her. Um, Jackie's not showing up. No. She is gone. You ate her. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's sorry. Sorry, them's the breaks. Yeah. Eat your friend. She goes away. I don't know what to tell you, girl. Yeah, exactly. If you wanted to talk to her, you shouldn't have eaten her. <laughs> you can't have it both it is, ways. Apparently, it is so sad. Shauna, uh, Shauna, um, Sophie is a great crier. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. And that was like a really heartbreaking cry. That felt like mm-hmm. like when you're so distraught that you're just like sobbing and it just keeps mm-hmm. like coming out of you whether you want it to or not. Yeah, exactly. I also noticed that clearly there's like nothing left in the meat shed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Yeah, no meat of start. any kind. No. No starlings, no Jackie, no nothing. No. No bear. And so we see Misty climbing down to find Crystal I don't know what she thinks she's gonna do with crystal's body if she finds it like maybe drag it somewhere else but maybe yeah i don't know cover it up bury it you can't bury it the ground's uh, frozen yeah maybe she thinks she's somehow gonna hide it better or maybe she just hopes that if she finds it first she'll get to like decide 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I, I don't think she's thought about that far ahead because again, I don't know that this is really about her trying to protect Crystal's body from being eaten, mm. um, so much as wanting to believe she's the kind of person who would try to protect Crystal's <laughs> body from being eaten. Right. Yeah, but she can't find her. Where's no. Crystal? No. It. I mean, is she just deeper under the snow? Well, it's either. Did she give up too fast? <laughs> I wonder if it's that or like. I don't know what the wildlife is like in the winter right, right now. Well, so anything out there that would just drag, could like, could just drag it off. Yeah. Um, a wolf could have gotten it. Yeah. It just seems, cause she, it's not that she's looking in the wrong spot. They made a really yes. um, specific point of showing where Crystal's body was mm-hmm. as compared to the top of the cliff when she fell. And we saw that same shot. Yeah. Yeah. She's in the right spot. So either she didn't dig hard enough. It was just like, she gave up too fast or mm-hmm. something took it. Yeah. Or Crystal's still alive. Is there a chance in hell? No. There's not. Okay. I don't think so. I am not on the... T- I was very much... I was never gave up on Javi. I always said Javi uh-huh. was alive. Uh-huh. I do not think Crystal's alive. Yeah. No, I don't either. This is when Ben and Misty have their scene mm-hmm. and we see Ben at the top of the cliff. Yep. And it is... That tree to the left mm-hmm. is Javi's tree, right? Like 100%. I wondered if we were going to talk about that. Yeah, I think so. I didn't notice that at first. But um, somebody pointed it out, I think, on Reddit, probably. Mm. And I went back and looked at it. And it does look like that tree. And that's also, it's isn't like, that the same tree that had the symbol on it? Yeah. That ties And saw? it's so specific. And it's an angle that we don't normally see. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they really wanted you to see it. And I was watching during my rewatch today. I took a little longer look. Um, and they're also, it appears that the roots have at least one entrance, it looks like to me. Mm. And then also, if you look to the right of the screen... Um, there appears to be just a big enough hole that you could get, at the very least crawl into, if not stand hmm. up in. That looks, it looks like a tunnel of some sort or cave right. entrance to me. Well, and also, um, isn't that how bears hibernate? Don't they yeah. like go into they those... find a Yeah. They find a cave. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like. Yeah. That so seems I think that's, right to that's, me. That should be coming back, I think, that area. Yeah. And I just wonder if something dragged Crystal off into one of those. Right. Or, or if there are people living in there that some people seem to think uh right. could be that they dragged crystal off into the uh, this underground system of caves yeah um because i wondered what this scene i mean the scene gave us a few things for ben but like i don't i love ben i'm still invested in his storyline i just wasn't sure this like seemed way more significant to me than just being about Ben and I just wonder if it's because they wanted to remind us about that of spot. that tree and right. that spot and, and all of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean I think the significance for Ben here is that it's like at least a temporary turning point for him mm-hmm. where he re engages right. with the reality and the or whatever reality is, but like reality with the the cabin and the girls. Imagine Misty being the person to talk you off a uh, like literal and proverbial edge. Misty? I know. Well, she tried everything. So let's talk about this a little bit. So she climbs up and she sees him walking towards the edge and just like, whoa, you're a little close. He's like, yeah, girl, that's the point. And he asks her to push him. Yeah. Everybody thinks Misty's a killer. Yeah. If you if you need somebody off or yourself, just uh, ask Misty. I'm starting she's to feel really, bad for her. <laughs> well, yeah, she's really hurt by that in that no. moment. Like, she really is. Like, why would well, you? She's ask also hurt me by that? it later when Shauna's like, "Well, you know, yeah, you're, Shauna, you kill people." Shauna's like, "Well, that's that's a fact, though." Yeah. Um, it is not. Shauna is not moved by the fact that 
that yeah. uh, Misty is offended by that. But that's also she's offended when, when Walter points that out about her too. Mm-hmm. You know, it is interesting that for someone who's so true crime obsessed and who is this who is misty that that's the thing that really yeah i guess it's not funny when you look at how again how many times she's been again not actually the cause of death but so close to it that she she's even blaming herself i still Um, think we may end up seeing that she's sort of like one of those angel of death nurses um i do think at some point there's going to be a shift from misty is often around when somebody dies to yeah misty believing that the narrative that everybody is telling her about herself like I, yeah yeah but i could also see that i could also see her thinking about it in sort of like the justification for why she would do that to somebody being really important to her mm-hmm. like you know if if she is one of those sort of like true crime nurse figures like uh the good nurse we talked about mm-hmm. um i could see her thinking of it as like well you know this is this is what's best for the person. I'm not doing this to kill someone. I'm doing this right. to save them from pain, blah, blah, blah. Like, even if they mm. haven't asked for that. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, but so in this moment, she is not going to be that person at all. Um, and she, I love watching her go through the different tactics one after yeah. the other. Like, first she's like, life is precious, doing like all these platitudes. And he's like, mm-hmm. no. And then she threatens him. And is like, I'm going to tell everyone we were in love. I'm also going to tell them you were gay. I'm also going to tell them you slept with everyone and you're the father of Shauna's baby. Well, what's interesting here about that is the first thing she says is like, we'll eat you. Right. And I'm going to really, I forget what she says, but like savor your high High calorie calorie butt butt meat, meat. Uh which is really self-aware of her that she knows that Ben is put off by her attraction to him, which she has not admitted until it's at least out loud until this moment yeah so first she says that he doesn't care if they're going to eat or eat him which for a while i was like that's why he's staying alive because he doesn't want these girls to eat him but he's fully given up beyond that yeah then she says i'll tell everybody that you impregnated shauna and you wanted to impregnate all of us and he doesn't care about that then she says i'll tell them all you were gay Mm -hmm. and she says it like it's the worst thing out of all of it which is a very 90s thing to say but then it's also but then ben takes that as like Good. Yeah. Good. I've been to, I, I don't mean this word. This is Ben's feeling. I, you and I have talked at length on this show about why it's not cowardly of Ben right. to be closeted and to right. have been afraid to take that step with Paul. Yeah. But Ben is like, I've been too cowardly in life to admit it. And now, good, go tell them. So at least in my death, people will know who I really was. Yeah. Um, so not, not the right move. No. <laughs> not the right move at all, Misty. But then the thing that gets him is she's just honest. Mm-hmm. Or as honest as we've seen Misty be, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that this that cry felt like, seems... Yeah, we we saw two examples of her fake crying, mm-hmm. at least, in the previous part of the episode. And then we see her actually show some seemingly real emotion. Mm-hmm. And that is what I think snaps him back into being like, oh, I am still the only adult here. Like, yeah, this is actually a kid. Yeah. Like, this is just a teenage girl. Like, which... she says, I tried so hard to keep the baby alive. Like, I tried. And she I, she did. And it's also this stuff pisses me off because it's like, it's not. I'm sorry, Shauna. It wasn't Misty's job to keep. It's so unfair for yeah. this to be put on any of them. Yeah. But. But it's not, there's nobody there who could have kept that baby alive. No. I'm sorry. Like, no. And if anybody, I guess it should have been Ben. If anybody could have, I guess. Right. Um, 
so Misty blaming herself for that. I hope part of Ben was like, oh, right. Well, when they looked to me, I shit the bed completely. Yeah. So like. He walked away. Yeah. Which again, I don't totally blame him. No, but, but. But it's also not Misty's fault. No. And she says, I can't have another death on my hands. Oh, Misty. I know. And I so he steps so away. Um, so we're going to come back to the last scene in 96, I think, after mm-hmm. we talk through most of 2021, because it was such a back and forth. Yeah. It was basically one scene in two timelines. So we'll see exactly. that at the end. Yep. But so we go to 2021. So fun. All our ladies are in the same place. Thank God. I love it. I needed it. I love it. Um, Misty has already, in less than 24 hours, become the, uh, like, confiscation police. <laughs> you know that she would have been the, like, uh, hall monitor. Oh, yeah. She would have been part of the safety patrol. The safety she was one, patrol! She was the one handing out papers, you know, oh, like, absolutely. she was allowed to hand tests back. I mean, you she see, was, she's sitting in the front of the class during the epi- the scene last class, uh, last class, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> last episode. Last episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they're all putting their stuff in the bowl. Van is carrying the pen with her that Ty gave her. <laughs> and some aspirin. Right. And chapstick. It's kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. Ty throws in cigarettes. Ty's of not course- doing well. No, of course Ty is somebody who smokes, but only when she's stressed. Yeah. You know, or drinks, I'll bet. I'll bet she's somebody who will. Oh, yeah. Doesn't she bum a cigarette? Did I make this up? Don't she and, I'm um, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> at that like political oh, event yes. mm-hmm. that she goes to where she tells off that woman yes. who wants to know what really happened. Yeah, I yes. think she bums a cigarette off of her. Yeah, she's she's one of those people that probably secretly smoked in high school and still does when she's in like certain situations yeah shauna gives up her purse and van is van is us a little bit in this moment lottie goes into her intentional community speech again and she's like (laughs) what is what's the intention exactly (laughs) i love van so much i'm so glad she's still so good of course she's so good in 2021 yeah she is great i know is ty the one who asks though have you two joined a cult yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah yep and that's when lottie says it's an intentional yeah. community um but then <laughs> this is where we start to i mean we've talked about how nat has been weird this whole time and like yeah. is it just that she's buying in like we talked last week about how some of the scenes with her and lisa actually felt really supportive and like nat was making progress but there's this weird line she's walking where she's in she well okay she's either in and fully bought in or is fully pretending to be fully bought in. Well, that's what I wonder if it's a pretending or if it's like a kind of as somebody who I have to I have to admit. No, I have to assume has been through um, like AA and mm. done the 12 steps or at least tried. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's a kind of fake it till you make it think for her own sake that she's like nothing else has worked. So even if I don't right. believe it yet, I'm going to go through the motions. And it's like, what is that action Right. Proceeds. What is the saying? Action precedes feeling or action precedes thought or something where it's like, yeah, maybe I'll go through the motions and eventually it'll catch up or I'll catch up with it. Right. I kind of think maybe it's definitely possible. I mean, like we've seen, you know, she we know she was doing 12 step programs because we saw her at a meeting. But like, oh, right, right, right. um, I think it's just it's currently unclear. Yeah. She's really in or if she's faking it to kind of see where things go with Lottie. Well, that's what I wonder is what would 
the faking it get her if if yeah. there weren't some genuine part of her that wanted something to this is so vague if there weren't some genuine part of her that wants something to genuinely happen like she got the information she thought she wanted right when she found those records and all right so there's some there's something more going on here right but i think the I guess the alternative is like she's still suspicious of Lottie and doesn't believe that story. Um, so I don't think we I don't think we know either way, but mm-hmm. it could it could go both ways. But here, like, she seems very close with Lottie though. Later in this episode, I know. in a way that feels really genuine. Well, it feels um, really gay, but we'll talk about that too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but genuinely gay. Yeah, um, but I think that. Um, the thing that got me here, so I know a lot of people who've had some traumatic childhoods. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. We, we call that childhood. And uh, <laughs> But the way she so casually talks about how she almost killed herself the week before yeah. so struck me as either fully like brainwashed or putting on an act or just an actual normal way a person who's had a lot of trauma talks about trauma. Yeah. Like yeah. that matter of factness. Totally. I know mm-hmm. people who've been some of, through some of the worst shit and the way they talk about it, it's like they had, you know, a bad food poisoning the week before. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially with these people of all, that's the thing I was going to say earlier that I didn't um, get to because we were too busy talking about Jersey. Mm-hmm. And that is that we don't get to see much of them before the crash. Right. Um, so it's hard to remember that there was a time when they were just a team of girls who had complicated relationships because as we've talked about teenage mm-hmm. friendships like are complicated um, girl friendships are complicated right. so I'm not saying that things were like easy for them before that but but the kind of like easiness that these women all seem to have with each other even when things aren't easy I don't know if that makes total sense yeah I think it does but but there was a time when their life was really enmeshed but also wasn't so overwhelmed with trauma right so i mean, like, i, I would see... i would argue that nat's always has been but <laughs> well her own but it's sort yeah. of like collective right. trauma right um so lottie asks them to choose a treatment which one would you have chosen self-care forage guidance or renewal is this knowing just going into it just going into it from the words as lottie said to me i think renewal because it's the least obvious if that yeah. makes sense. And I'm not trying to forage. I don't want any fucking guidance. Don't tell me about self-care is my initial feeling. What a, so I'm like, your, fine, renewal. I don't need your fucking guidance. Yeah, exactly. What, what about you? Oh, I'm choosing forage. Oh, I should have. We should have guessed for each other because I would have guessed yeah. forage for you. Yeah. Let yeah. me go into the woods and like pick blueberries or mushrooms or something or whatever. and like not talk to I wonder. I wonder what forage would have actually been because we don't see that and we know these are all a fucking trick. Yeah. Lottie. Yeah. Van foraged for the uh, tequila in her truck. <laughs> I love her. I know. I know. No, I would have definitely chosen forage. Um, we also find out here that Lottie's been out of the mental institution for 10 years. Yeah. Her delivery here is so good. She's yeah. like, that was like, because they say like, uh, I think it's Shauna who's like, no, I'm so glad. Van. Oh, God. Would it get it's Van you... that says that, that I'm so glad you're doing okay and you're back from Switzerland. And Lottie's like, excuse me? Like over a decade ago. Yeah. I love when her guru face falls, or not falls, but like drops. Mm-hmm. And it, it does with them a lot. And this is a really good, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? 
which is interesting because we've talked about this a lot. Well, no, we haven't talked about this a lot, but we've mentioned it is odd. And they keep making a lot of it, a lot of it, that nobody realized that Lottie was building this intentional community out in not too far from where they all live, really. And even with Ty's... Even with Jessica Roberts and Misty's, you know, citizen detective stuff that none of them knew about this. And I think I thought it was like, well, maybe it just hasn't. Maybe it's pretty new. And she just built up this community pretty quickly somehow. But that's not the case. She's Um, been out in the world for 10 years. Yeah. So that's I I don't know that they're actually going to make anything of that at any point. Um, But it is interesting. I mean, I know we know she's using her first name. Mm-hmm. like the, her full first name charlotte right. instead of lottie but do we but know if she's using her last name or if she's changed it like maybe she's not using um, matthews i don't know that's that's possible too but still it's a private, investigator. Strange... A private yeah, investigator she... should be able to figure that out yeah especially because it's like lottie was in a mental health facility in switzerland there's obviously record of that and i would assume of her there's there's discharge records like there yeah. just are yeah um so it is it is it's odd. odd that they that they didn't know where she was for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so Van takes forage. Um, well, this sorry, no, I, I hate to. I, I don't. I the 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 way these women all uh, interact with each other is so fascinating because Van is getting ready to leave. She's like, "Sorry, yeah. not for me." And then Ty just shouts one out. She's like, "Ty's like, uh, I'll do." No, Ty starts to yell one out. Lottie asks Van. Because it's clear that Ty has picked one and is staying, I think that's why Van is like, fine, I'll also yeah. stay. No, it and I think seems that's that way. why Ty picked one because yeah. she saw that Van was leaving. Yeah, she was and ready she's to like, check well, out. I'll play along. Maybe Van will stay. Yeah, no, I caught that too. I I think mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Um, so Shauna chooses self care. Van takes <laughs> forage. Um, Misty ends up with guidance, <laughs> which is the last one, and Ty has. Uh, I think I said. Ty has um, renewal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, renewal. she must. Which I yeah. makes a kind of sense for what they end up, what her chore ends up being. Um, and then last thing I, I just wanted to point out here was Misty with her her blind wisdom. She said, Our devices leave us captive to other people's priorities. And Shauna's like, you know what? <laughs> Can't really argue that. with that. <laughs> it's true. It's also, she's been there less than 24 hours. We know she thinks it's fake. One of my favorite things about Misty at the cult is, like, how little time she has she's for in. it. She's, like, well, she's, like, in, but in, like, a very surface level way. Oh, yeah. She's not in because she thinks the therapies are good. Like, like Lisa even says later, like, you haven't engaged in any therapies. We saw how unimpressed by everybody in that, like, cry circle she yeah. was. But she's, like, but I'm still going to be the model cult members exactly so here are the lines and exactly i love it it's yeah. so good yeah no it's great and i think van like does what we would expect van to do which be, which was be like i hate this thing anyway and she like throws her cell phone in <laughs> because of course she does she would much rather have yeah. a flip phone oh yeah absolutely I'm surprised she doesn't actually uh, yeah i was just gonna say that but now we get the baby goat oh bruce bruce <laughs> i love that it's named bruce of course, his name is Bruce. I know. It's a, you it's know a... why? Go ahead, do it. Because he's the goat. Uh huh. Okay. Bruce Springsteen of all time. Yes. The greatest. Yes. Still, I thought maybe out loud it would feel better no. than just typing it. Uh, but 
But no, it feels bad. Um, there's a baby goat. <laughs> Bruce! <laughs> Named Bruce. Um, and Shauna's like, why are you giving me something to take care of? Which, of course, mm-hmm. is extremely triggering for her mm-hmm. in a number of ways. She says she was maybe expecting a mud bath and some self-reflective questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, Lottie's a trickster. Yes. She's not really, I don't think she's a trickster figure. I want to make that that clear for listeners i just right saying this was a dirty trick to play on your friends especially your friend who lost a baby while you were there yeah and you get you tell her she needs to take care of something mm-hmm. like well whoa. but of course it makes so much sense that the thing that you that that speaks to you on this list is going to be the thing that feels safe to you yeah and of course what lottie wants you pushing toward is the thing that isn't yeah quote-unquote safe or that doesn't or that feels more you know dangerous or whatever yeah playing Um, into like her worst experiences right you know take care of something Mm -hmm. innocent well you you know she lost a baby yeah exactly horrible but she thinks they're gonna they're gonna make her kill the goat immediately Mm -hmm. because they use the word sacrifice she is so angry and immediately resistant um, these people are so annoying. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, although I think it's interesting that she is so immediately, and I know that a rabbit and a goat are different, but it says so much about where just in the last two weeks, however long 2021 is so far, yeah. has gone that from, I know it's longer than two weeks, though not, not a whole much lot. in the grand scheme of things, yeah. that in the first episode we see Shauna kill that rabbit with out blinking she kind of revels in it actually to being so unwilling to even consider sacrificing this goat and i think you know we like the these how deeply repressed these women are but how things are starting to bubble to the surface for them i feel like she's like cracked open in a way in the last couple of weeks and so i think that if she had somehow ended up at lottie's cult in episode one, she would have chopped that goat's head off. Oh yeah, just to be done with the exercise. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, all this stuff with Callie has really like kind of thrown her for a loop. Totally. So then we get to see each of their little activities start. I love this. This I could know. be the whole show. I would watch a whole season of them just bouncing around at the cult. I feel like I would. I would watch the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. So Lisa leads Misty into the tank room. Hatch watch. Hatch watch. It's not, I mean, it's a hatch, but it's like, it doesn't go into Def- anything. I, the deepest recesses of right. Misty's dark mind. Right. It certainly goes somewhere. Okay. Okay. Well, her soul does hold the wisdom of the ages. That's right. She gets it. Yes. Yes. But before she goes in, she runs off for a second. Like, said she has to go to the bathroom and like runs away. But we know that Misty has a very large bladder. <laughs> she told us back at the hotel right so this is a yeah. cover of course and meanwhile adult ties painting the cabin with a tiny makeup brush wax on wax off i was so karate kid yeah yeah um but she wrote fuck over the paint <laughs> Just... oh is she the one who did that i don't know i think so uh, that's really funny i thought i was confused here because i was like who in the cult would have defaced the building tie. this way but it's just tie interesting with member spill. spill i know whoa I that too. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's so pissed this is when we see her at her most jersey <laughs> sleepwalk in here yeah <laughs> it's 
so good. <laughs> I know. Uh, but this is where Lottie does to her what the, psych- the fake psychiatrist did to Lottie, where she's like, you know, kind of encouraging Ty's, the thing that's making Ty so um, upset, this other version mm-hmm. of herself. Mm-hmm. Ty's like, yeah, that version wants my family dead. Yeah. And Lottie's like, or she, she just doesn't want to be repressed. Yeah. Um, Yikes. Uh, Ty says here, she's like, something about like, um, I know this is a warm up for whatever's going to happen here mm-hmm. is weirdly foreboding yeah. or like, no, foreboding isn't even the right word. She's because she's sort of resigned to it. She's kind of like. Yeah, whatever this is gonna be, but like she seems to think that Lottie has got a plan here. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that she really does know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it does seem prescient. Um, mm-hmm. And then we see Shauna <laughs> failing at keeping a goat for like an hour in one place. <laughs> She's sitting in the woods, and Misty walks up and says, "Shouldn't you be in therapy?" And Shauna's <laughs> like, "Shouldn't you?" Yes. Which, again, that could be the whole show. Yes. This show could be called Shouldn't You Be in Therapy? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, you should. I realize the goat got away. Misty's so perfect here because she's like, here, I've got bait. She's like been squirreling food away in her pocket. She says in case they try to use calorie restriction as a way to like induce out of body experiences. Yeah. Which, yeah again, very specific. She's listening to the same podcast I am. <laughs> like, she knows. She says her blood sugar can't. Yeah, which relatable. But this is where we see that little exchange with the two of them where Shauna's kind of like needling Misty and Misty's needling Shauna about their various murder. Her arty, farty boyfriend. Yeah. You're quick to get stabby. Yes. And then Shauna says, he attacked me. Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It's interesting to see. And Shauna doesn't have any reason to lie to Misty there. Um, well, no, they, rem- that's the thing is like, I think Misty is still, Misty and Ty still think. Did Shauna tell them that? I think she did. She basically oh. was like, um, he was the blackmailer. I confronted him and he attacked me. And so I killed okay. him. Interesting. Because I was drawing a parallel here, which is doubly interesting now, actually, with when she talks to Callie, she says, well, he blackmailed me. Well, no, he didn't. And she, I was going to say she's so confused about her lies, but yeah. she's not confused about her lie here. Not there, I it's, don't think. She no. has decided, she, but it's a good reminder that she did try to tell Callie the truth in that scene, even though it was kind of hard for her to keep what was actually the truth straight. Well, and I do think that, be, like, in that same vein, like, it's possible that in her brain she has started to convince herself that yeah. he did attack her. Yeah. But he did not. No. <laughs> he did not. So we are... Back with Shauna. Mm-hmm. She's bringing the goat back to Todd mm-hmm. because the goat ate the rope and she is nervous that goats shouldn't eat ropes. Or maybe they should. She doesn't know. She learned everything from cartoons. It's just so funny because goats eat anything in a cartoon. I think the goat's probably fine. I'm sure it's fine. The rope is probably made of like a natural like straw material oh, anyway. of course. Yeah. Todd sucks though. He's so useless because... Hey, hey, part of taking care of something is knowing when to ask for help. Exactly. And that is what Shauna is doing. Yeah. 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 Um, he says the kids care. Mm-hmm. Uh, is entwined you... with your own. Yeah. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> it's like His the goat kid. that you're holding. 
that they're called conveniently kids. looks like the bundle that you were holding that was your dead baby yeah yeah that, totally like, dark brown fur mm-hmm. yeah and they're called kids and that's the word that she's been using and yeah so she runs out because she sees lottie she's like i'm gonna go to the boss i'm, I'm gonna let me talk to your manager to the manager <laughs> exactly <laughs> she is a white lady from new jersey uh, uh-huh let me speak yep. to your manager um, so funny <laughs> said by a white lady from new jersey by the way uh-huh yeah um but uh this is where lottie says like i'm not gonna make you kill the goat yeah, you don't have to kill the goat oh shawnee here her relief i, I wept this scene made me weep like a little baby yeah like i sh- her she's like wait really yeah yeah and she spills her feelings about callie to lottie so quickly to lottie it is so interesting to watch them all fall into this it's like they're all bursting with it i think yeah and have been for 25 years and lottie's like this weird like person they can confess to that Mm -hmm. you know can't judge them because she was there right but like also hasn't been a part of their lives recently so maybe Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of distance yeah um, but this was really heartbreaking. She says she keeps her at arm's length for fear that she would die or that she wasn't even real. Ugh, wasn't to begin even with. real. Ugh. I know. I know. Yeah. I saw an interview with Simone Castle um, yesterday, I think, where she was talking about this scene and she was saying that, like, the person asking the questions was asking about their relationship between Shauna and Lottie because of what we see later in this episode. And Simone was saying that, like, when Shauna is confessing all that stuff to her, She's kind of leaning back. Like, she's not Mm -hmm. showing affection or, like... And she was talking about how, like, people in that... People who have had that sort of, like, intense, violent trauma between each other, there's always going to be some sort of, like, just, uh, like, guard. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to tell in this episode how much Shauna actually remembers from what they went through out there yeah it's possible shauna doesn't even remember the scene we're leading up to right um, and how like because she was in some sort of like blind psychosis rage yeah in that moment um and i think there are a lot of things that if they said they don't remember i would have a hard time believing but that's not one of them because it's such a contained moment yeah um, yeah. It has a very defined start and finish over a short period of time. Yep. Um, and so I could see her blocking it out, but And it came after Lottie, an, extreme tra- an extreme trauma. Yeah, an ecstatic state, Lottie calls it. Um, yeah. But I could see Lottie still remembering. Cause so, so to see Shauna spill to Lottie and have Lottie not necessarily be so receptive to it, uh, I, I, I think it, it makes a kind of sense here. I think that, yeah. Simone Kessel said that she was thinking about that, like how they would react to each other in this mm-hmm. 25 years later. It, it is a really heartbreaking scene. Yeah, it really is. Because you've seen like how Shauna has dealt with Callie kind of change recently too. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like, like you said before, everything is so much closer to the surface. But we get a little comic relief now. <laughs> we get Misty finally goes into the tank, <laughs> into the hatch. Lisa's so good in this scene. I know. I love her. I love her. Misty's trying to figure out what the trick is here. Yeah. And she's like, "What if I need to? What if I need to unlock it?" Yeah. Lisa's like, "You won't, because there's no lock." And nobody cares that you're here. No one cares that you were in the tank or here at all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan Uh, of Lisa. I love her so much because she's right. Yeah. Again, these women. 
they went through something hugely traumatic and so significant in their lives that does not matter to anybody else. Right. And they think there's so much more, like, yeah, going on outside of themselves here that, like... Yeah, there's, like, like, a self-importance that they feel because yeah. of what they went through. And probably because of how they were treated when they came home. Right, right. Know? And I, I get it. I'm not saying it wasn't significant for them. No. But, like, Misty, just get in the fucking tank. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. This hallucination was so fun. I screamed. I screamed. I screamed. It's so good. It's, I just, again, this is a comedy. This show is so yeah. funny and so good. And this is so weird. I loved it. John Cameron I Mitchell. I loved it. I loved it. As um, as Caligula. As Caligula. Though though uh he's the he had writer and he was the original star of and the director and blah 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 of um Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. A iconic queer uh musical. Yeah. Um, and he's done a ton of, of Broadway work. And and a ton of uh acting in general. He's just Yeah, he's, he's been just great. Forever. He's yeah, he's, he's the perfect choice for this. So good. Such good casting. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like, you could do this number with anybody, kind of, but Misty being a big fan of musicals yeah. and show tunes and all, it's a, you get one of the biggest ones you can. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lights go off. She starts seeing things and seeing purple. She hallucinates, you know, a life-size Caligula. She also <laughs> sees floating around drawings of the black box, of an axe, um, purple wings, which mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, angel of death. Um, she also sees flashes of interactions with walter with crystal um and then you know john cameron mitchell as caligula performs this number for her with with uh elijah wood yes with elijah wood in a tux and tails and a cane very fred astaire yeah it's so fun and so silly and she's so delighted when it's just like the like close-up of her happy little face her happy face is creepier to me by far than her <laughs> oh, angry yeah. face she's yeah. doing this weird smile with all of her teeth out that <laughs> uh-huh. is just unsettling oh yeah and she's it's also so on that good, red though. backdrop that's very twin peaks of course. yep she's loving it she's having a great time and then afterwards we see sort of a backstage moment John Cameron Mitchell, who still has a beak, he's still Caligula, just in person form. Yep. She's, like, asking him, again, about what we were talking about, with everybody seeing her as this, like, murderer, serial killer type. And he says, you're not a murderer, you're a closer. Well, she says, um, am I just somebody who's desperate for love? Some mur- or Do people see me as somebody who's just desperate for love? Some murderer. Mm-hmm. She puts them on the same line. Yeah. Um, and also, again, I was saying, like we said, we've been saying all along, Misty doesn't lie to herself. But, but here she totally does. Because yeah. she starts to ask the questions that she is actually fearful of. And then Caligula, who is her, like here, right. totally dismisses them. Yeah. He also uh, says, interestingly, how many times did you get the ball over the goal line? The answer is None. zero. Because <laughs> you were the manager. on the team, Misty. Yeah. I know. Fun fun phrasing there. Uh-huh. Um, then we see the, the Red Lips phone, which you were talking about earlier, with all the different great phones in this episode. Yeah, and Elijah has the um, Garfield phone. Did he? I missed that! I love the Garfield phone! Yeah. Oh my god. That's a sad thing to have lost to time, is the novelty phone. Yeah. Like, the personalized, like, yeah. 
I agree. Mm. I mean, yeah. it was so much easier to talk on one of those phones. Anyway, this is this is the the phone <laughs> old corner. ladies old ladies reminisce corner yeah, about about landlines. Um, <laughs> so Walter is sending her Morse code, which, as we expected, we did not have to figure out ourselves because somebody did on Reddit, and it just is oh. I love you backwards. Yeah, it's I love you. Mm-hmm. Which again, I. <sighs> Misty's really, I, I've really changed my mind on how self-aware Misty actually is because yeah. I, Walter clearly had a, has a crush on Misty. They've known each other for two days, three yeah. days, right? Three. Um, but to so, get out of that tank and immediately call him and basically confess everything. That call is so funny. I know. First of all, the fact that his voicemail is, uh, what does he say? You didn't get me, but nice try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah. Um, her her message basically is her admitting that she is actually yeah. a serial killer and that his grandmother actually sounds pretty cool. Because what he says to her is like, maybe you killed him for your friend, which she didn't do. No, she did not. Not even kind of. No. So it's a weird thing to... Yeah, I felt like she was probably just referring more to his guess yeah. that she was like sort of this killer but yeah i generally. mean well that's why when you saying that you think she probably has killed before yeah this is a for me i'm like oh maybe because well and she could be thinking about weird... jessica roberts here too that's true too he doesn't know about that right um or does he or does he man i can't wait we to don't find know what... out what's up with walter yeah, we don't know anything about what's really up with him yet i do want him to have i don't want him to be a fed a right. fed listen to me um, I don't want him to be like from the FBI or whatever because I don't want that betrayal to happen. But I do want him to have a little more going on beneath the surface. Yeah. Because so does Misty. I love the idea of them being more equals. Yeah. So that does take away our like, though the men in this show are kind of on the surface what you expect them to be. Right. Although maybe what I expect him to be is something like Misty. Like I want her to have an equal. And so he should have something a little more nefarious going on right that wouldn't be out of that doesn't break our theory right and she does the like where she's fully off the deep end is when she starts oh, doing the yeah. no you hang no, up you hang up <laughs> it's so funny it's christina so funny. ricci i love you she's still a so 16 year old crush absolutely yeah um but now it's nighttime we go back to uh yeah. tie and ban this is where Ty takes off her wedding ring. She walks up to the she stage. She takes it off real quick. Yeah. Poor Simone. I know. Like, I mean, Simone, I love Ty. You know, you know, we're, we're Ty defenders here. Yeah. But like, Simone, you're in danger, girl. Like you got, I. Yeah, there's no real defending of, of her actions around Simone and Sammy. No. <laughs> and there's it. no, I hope there's no reconciling for some, I mean. Largely because I want Van and Ty to have whatever relationship they can have. Yeah. Knowing what we know. Yeah. Um, but also because Simone doesn't deserve any of that. Right. Yeah. She needs to just get away with, with Sammy and mm-hmm. live, a, live a nice, happy life somewhere else. Exactly. Um, but she's, Ty sees Van and says, <laughs> shouldn't you be wandering the woods doing woo-woo shit like the rest of us? Well, she says, I don't see how marrying that rock's going to solve any of your problems. Yeah. They said, Ty says, I can't believe I'm back here again. Mm-hmm. Making offerings to the dirt. Something like that. And they finally kiss. And it's yeah, like. Yeah, they do. Super intense and immediately interrupted mm-hmm. by Misty. 
<laughs> of course. Although it's not How really t- interrupted by Misty. It's interrupted by Ty. Yeah. And then Misty comes in and interrupts the conversation. I take that back. Right. This is where we learn, which I was so ready to blow your mind this week. I don't. The thing with the way we record is that we record. I watch the episode twice. We record. We talk our stuff out. I need a second run because when we talk our stuff out, then other stuff bubbles to the surface. And I was like, Van's dying, yeah. obviously. Like, of course she is. Of course those pills weren't her mom's. Yeah. Like, it. Of course, and I was ready to be like, mm, guess what? Yeah. But this show doesn't keep they much from us. No. no. Which, again, one, what if lost, but good. Yeah. They wait on certain things, but they do give us a lot in, like, quick succession. A lot of what they wait on is what the women also don't know. Yeah. They don't do a ton of holding things from us that that the women already know. Right. Um, and this is a good example of that. Yeah. As opposed to lost, which would drag out a mystery for seasons and seasons so the payoff wouldn't always be the most some people would argue yeah i'm such a defender some people would argue that the payoff wouldn't be satisfying but here they just they told us before i even got a chance to feel smart for figuring it out yeah yeah um this was heartbreaking van says something about how like you know those times where they say it's like if you have to have cancer this is the good kind or they caught it early like this is not that kind of cancer Mm-hmm. this is not that situation she only has months when ty was like why didn't you tell me and van's like we don't know each other yeah there's Ugh. van again voice of reason she's that's a heartbreaking sentence yeah. but she's right yeah it's been probably over a decade it's it been, seems like since yeah. they've spoken it's rough but then she also says see this is why i didn't want to see that face and ty's face is so sad i know i know she just Oh, God. And then Misty shows up. Then Misty shows up, yeah. And Lauren Ambrose gives such a good line reading here where she's like, act fucking normal. It's so good. I love her facial expressions throughout this whole scene. Mm-hmm. So this is where we get the scene with Lottie in the shrink's office. Or not in the shrink's office. In her house. I mean, we never verbalized this on the show, but I think we decided after that second one that that's what was going on here right like yeah so i cannot claim that i knew that the first psychiatrist scene was fake because it was in a different space it felt like that was a real one but apparently it was not no i thought first one was a real one but there was again the show moves so fast though because the first time we watched that episode in our recounting in our recap of that episode at that point I thought, weird that your psychiatrist would leave without telling anybody. Something is up with that psychiatrist. I didn't think something is up with Lottie, necessarily. Then that second time, I I think we... I don't know that we out loud said that psychiatrist is a manifestation of Lottie's imagination. But we knew there was a reason we weren't seeing the psychiatrist's face. I thought at that point, first visit real, second visit probably fake yeah me too but not necessarily the same even psychiatrist because we didn't see its face right. i thought there was going to be some so then when they we showed when we showed up and we were back with this person and we saw their face i was a little confused for a second yeah, um, yeah. and then we find out very quickly that it is not real um because it is doing what lottie is doing to the other women which is saying mm-hmm. like clearly this is something is repressed and wants to come out and like what you know 
what are you, wow, what is it? Uh, when does self-repression serve us? In the past, uh-huh. you were free. And she's arguing the other side. She's saying, like, we hurt each other. People died. Lottie's afraid here. Yeah, she is. I think, like, she kind of, she's surprised when the reveal happens. But at the same time, you can tell that she sort of knows that she's arguing with two sides of her own feeling, I think. I think so. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Her shock when when it kind of flips you're right. I want to rephrase that. I don't know that she knows that, but what's happening here is yeah, Lottie is very afraid of the feeling she's having about this. Yeah, and I think the key line here from the quote-unquote psychiatrist is, you you tell me, does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone? Oh, that line, the delivery. I know. And the cut back. It's so, it's so startling to just see her in the full-on antler queen getup. Yeah. 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 So we finally hear Lisa knock on the door. And, and call for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Nat is gathering everyone together with her plate of candles to talk about how their therapy went. And everyone's just kind of passing around the bottle. Um, the, the regression. They just cannot, they go right back to their teen selves when they're all together. I, yeah. I, it's kind of sad, but I do sort of love it. Well, it's like they're all in the woods drinking together again, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. They're trying to hide it from Nat I know. at first, though. I know. It's funny. This is, again, where Nat is like, is she a full believer or is she kind of putting on an act? And if she's putting on an act, why is she doing it in front of them, too? Not right. just Lottie. Yeah. Well, because I what I do wonder if she's hoping that something real will yeah. come of this, even if she doesn't believe it yet. Yeah. I, think, I mean, she's I, certainly I think... been trying more so than the others to find a way to deal with it without completely shutting it all down. Like, she's been shutting mm-hmm. it down with alcohol and drugs and all of that, but like... Yeah, we've talked in the beginning about how it feels like Nat's trauma is much closer to the surface than yeah, everyone else's. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they all sit down, and Shauna just quietly says, "I lost my goat, but I found him again." <laughs> That's her report so on the day. Cute. She lost her goat, but she found it. It's true. Yeah, Lottie comes walking over, sees this them sitting together well, we from afar. S- we see her walking up, and it. It's a little bit of like, it looks a little bit like a villain reveal because she's got this big flowing jacket and that Florence and the Machine song Free is playing, mm-hmm. uh, which is the word that the therapist used. Like, that's when you felt your most free. Right. So it seems it seems in this in these few seconds that maybe Lottie's embracing what her, her therapist um, has, has said. Uh but she's trying to shut it down for a minute. Yeah, she wants them to leave. Yeah, because I think she's getting scared of what's mm-hmm. happening with everybody there. She tries to tell them to leave, and they're like, no, just sit down with us. For for whatever reason, whatever Nat thinks could happen or is hoping will happen, Nat seems to really think they all need to be there for it. Because yeah. she even says, she's like, we're all here. Yep, she tells her to stop resisting. I think it might be time for you to stop resisting. And it's clearly a line she's sing-songing it back to Lottie like huh this is yeah your your words lady yeah this is where the vibes between them really start to uh heat up I think yeah um so they're all drinking together and laughing they're all sitting around the fire and chatting and Chana wants gossip it's so it's such a sweet she's asking Misty about Walter Mm mm-hmm and Ty gives such a good line because Misty's telling them like, well, you know, and somebody asks what he does for a living. And she's like, oh, he doesn't have like a job job. He's passionately dedicated to his pursuit of knowledge. And yeah. then Ty does this. So where does he go to prison? Right. They talk about how um, 
Nat slept with Kevin Tan. And... Oh, he wasn't goth when they fucked. And Misty's like, I didn't watch that part. <laughs> I think what's what's interesting is like this episode and next, I think we're seeing, because they're all back together, they're the things they can't tell anyone else in their lives, they're like, well, this is where we talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so they're catching everyone up on all the bad shit they've done and all of the mm-hmm. laws they've broken. And like, yeah, Sean is like, so you watched some parts. Right. <laughs> exactly. But this is where they're, they start talking about how they're kind of like some memories are, are fuzzier than others. Yeah. Well, Misty again, while my Misty not lying to herself has proven false, she is the one still who seems most okay to a degree with what happened out there. Yeah, so she's she the one who about that first summer. Yeah, yeah. as if she, I I wonder what she was gonna say. It seems like it was gonna be something pretty lighthearted. Yeah, um, which is interesting, and they shut it down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is it is it Van who says, "Do you want to casually reminisce about our time in fucking oblivion?" Yes. They talk up Nat. That's when Nat asks how much they remember. Mm-hmm. Ty says, "Like, yeah, it feels like it, the memories have been stuffed deep down." And Lottie says, "That's a natural response in an ecstatic state. The body can't hold memory that well." And it's like, mm-hmm. would you really describe that time as an ecstatic state? I mean, n- n- no, but it is the <laughs> line that she's probably said yeah. a million times to people at her. Like, I feel that, like at- that would describe doom coming, maybe. Yeah, but not yeah, the totally. Rest of it. Or I wonder if it's, I was going to say it's a line she's given to her, um, her acolytes, but I think maybe even more likely it's a line she heard when she got back and was trying to explain to people what happened out there and everybody was telling her she was mis- she was misremembering. Right. Um, because she has spent a lot of time trying to convince herself that what she remembered wasn't real, probably because everybody else tried to convince her of the same yeah um so it's i'm not surprised that this line came so easily right it was so like on the tip of her tongue even if it's not accurate and lottie says that it always manifests in some way and then van she just calls them all out it's like she's like she's not pointing at them but she might as well she's like compulsive behavior addiction disease cutting your own bangs cutting your own bangs is van i think actually jumps in and says yeah but that was rude that felt like it was directed at me specifically (laughs) Um, I just, I just didn't appreciate that. Tag yourself. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but Van gets up and walks away. Ty comes over and does the, does the thing you would expect Ty to do, which is like, I know a doctor at Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. But then we get the song. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, Jody. Yeah. You're a little unsure about the use of this here, I think. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's a little on the nose for last week's events. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I think they knew better than to use it last week with yeah when it's a song that's you know imagine they have the line like her placenta fell to the floor like right over the actual shot of the placenta well things are getting kind of gross plays over Shauna eating that ear so it's not it wouldn't have been totally out of the realm of possibility for the show to do something like that Um, but so they saved it for us yeah it is I it there's something interesting about these women dancing and like uh becoming it's like they're like a little wolf pack kind of like out so, like yeah in the snow not so 
yeah, not celebrating. What's the right? Because it starts snowing, and they're all so excited. I can't believe any of them ever want to see fucking snow Seriously. again. Seriously, um, they should all live in California, right? In like, LA. like well, they're Jersey girls, so Florida would be right. more appropriate because yeah. that's where everybody goes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it sort of makes sense that they're having this sort of joyful moment so inappropriately <laughs> to with this song it's just not a song you have fun to. <laughs> no it's not a song you dance to it's a song yeah. that you like i don't know stare out the windshield of your car at the ocean Ex- while listening to exactly like, but these in women the are so <laughs> they're all just so mixed up like, yeah I they, know. they don't know what they're doing i think i knew they had um, to had to include a song from live at some point though oh yeah that time absolutely period. but this is when you know, we left off 96, our recap. We saved the scene for the end because it is juxtaposed isn't even the right word. It's so intercut. It's it's hard to say, especially because right. the song plays over both scenes. Right. We're really supposed to look at this as one kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And we've we've talked about how it's tough to sometimes when we have to split it into two sections because um, they really purposely do these cuts back and forth sometimes. Um, but here it was like, it was basically one scene. So I guess the last chunk begins back in 96, mm-hmm. right? With everybody holding hands in front of the fire and Shauna comes in, um, from the meat shed, I, I'm guessing. Right. Um, we still hear live playing and Misty is humming in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not humming the live song, which some people thought she's humming the same lullaby that, was playing last week i know misty isn't always the most tactful but could you imagine if she had just lived through the trauma of shauna losing her baby and the song that was stuck in her head was lightning fucking crashes yeah yeah oh my god i know (laughs) like even for misty that is though she did do steel magnolias at the baby shower so that's sort of so i could you know what you know what i was gonna uh start razzing people for thinking that but if anybody, I guess Misty. Oh yeah, yeah. The Snow no, Magnolia's humming... choice was not exactly uh, like socially aware. Um, yeah, no. But but Shauna then takes this as if Misty is hearing, if Misty is humming the song that Shauna was singing to her baby. How is Misty? How does Misty know that if she wasn't there when the baby was alive? So Shauna snaps right back into thinking. Or at least deluding, uh, whatever, into she believing. Of, she just breaks. Like, she's, yeah. she starts to feel like that what happened in her hallucination was real. And that was they real. did eat the baby. Right. Um, but I have to think, because Misty's not sure where she heard the song from. She says maybe Crystal was humming it. And probably it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, Shauna was probably singing that song because she had also heard it recently. And that's how it ended up. Yeah in her hallucination because as well. Because we don't see what actually happens during the time that Shauna's hallucinating in the cabin. Right. Right? Like, we don't see, is she completely passed out? Is she gone? Is she, like, sort of catatonic? Like, what's happening? We don't mm-hmm. We don't have any idea. Right. Um, but this is interspersed back and forth with them. Um, at the cult, Misty, like, this is such an interesting cut. Because basically, Shauna asks where she heard that song. It flashes back and forth. Shauna hits Misty, and immediately it goes to 2021, and Misty's yelling that it's snowing. It's so Mm -hmm. jarring. Yeah. It's like just such a... It really took me back. Because they seem so happy in the moment when they're all dancing together, and then it's so dark what's happening in 96. Mm -hmm. Because 
Nat says she remembers a lot. Ty says she remembers a lot. I have a feeling Misty, if anybody remembers, like who remembers most of it, it's probably, I would guess Misty and then maybe Lottie. Mm. Um, And so the fact that they can be this kind of free and light in the moment with each other, knowing that this was in their past. Well, and we know it's going to get worse too. Like this is just the beginning. And I think you could, that's true for 96 and 2021. Mm. Um, And I think this scene I have to, my guess is that part of it is because they, a lot of them don't remember, aren't thinking about what happened here. Um, Yeah. I mean, also, I think that it's entirely possible that their sense of reality, like, not to get too. They're also all very drunk at this point. They drank a lot. Yeah. Except for Nat. We don't ever see her drink. No, 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 no. I know she says no when Van. We don't see her drink at all. Good for Nat. Yeah. But as it's flashing back and forth, we see Lottie um, kind of step up in front of Shauna in a very mm-hmm. purposeful way. And Shauna hits her. Mm-hmm. And then Lottie tells uh, Travis to take Javi into the back room. My stomach drops. Yeah. That is so oof a uh, doof. Yeah. And Shauna proceeds to fully beat the shit out of her. Yeah, she says, let it out. We need you here. Mm-hmm. The way she tucks her, the way Lottie tucks her hands, like crosses her, behind the way her Lottie crosses her hands behind her back, oof. Yeah, and nobody stops it. They all it let is, it play out. They all let it play out in such a, it's obviously a shock thing. It's obviously a, you know, Lottie, they kind of all defer to her in general. Yeah. Um. She never tries to stop Shauna they all do kind of have a lot of them have this look on their face so that's a little like they're kind of like a it feels to me they're a little bit like this pack sort of watching the two like leaders yeah. or whatever like settle something yeah which is I mean it is what's kind of happening here um yeah it, it's brutal it was it is it was harder for me to watch in some ways than anything else we've seen including I, eating jackie including the baby dying like totally it was it absolutely was and like well shauna could have killed her yeah she's like she's like one of the worst things you can do is aim for somebody's kidneys <laughs> like and she is when she's kicking her like it's so it's brutal. brutal it's so brutal and like at the end she finally stops rolls over says lottie's name a couple times she says it in a kind of annoyed way yeah she's like don't be fucking dead yeah. come on just checking make sure she's still alive gets up walks outside i had to remind myself that we knew lottie was alive yeah. in 2021 i was like oh shit yeah. like she might i was like oh no she does look annoyed mm-hmm. that lottie is like maybe dead yeah and so she gets up and walks outside when um, she soon she knows she's not yeah lottie kind of like gurgles and split up that was insanely brutal yeah, and like I think the really reason rough. I don't want to take too much time with it, but I think that the reason for me that it was so hard to watch was because I think violence, physical violence between women, is never yeah. depicted, and it yeah. does exist. And mm-hmm. like when I was growing up, like the girls I knew got in physical fights with each other. Oh yeah, they used to beat the shit out of each other, and it was like. <laughs> I specifically remember one time, like, you know, somebody saying they were going to meet me after school to fight me. And I was like, fucking terrified. I'm not a person who's like (laughs) physically intimidating in any way. 
it just it brought back the reality of like how sort of lawless and violent and brutal things can be between women sometimes yeah it was rough and that we pretend that it's not and that boys are the violent ones right. and that like but you know and and that's also true it's not yeah but it's just to pretend that that like women and, and girls aren't also capable of that as a real kind of like dismissal and sort of disservice and very so, much not see. my experience growing up right yeah but so once this scene ends i think we get to the final final scene which is the interruption of the reverie around the fire by oh. the cult guy one i have a question for you actually yeah um so so all of that and then shauna goes outside and she she looks at her knuckles which are horrifically bloody mm -hmm. um it's her blood and and Lottie's blood, yeah. and she um, puts them into the snow. And then the way they shoot Shauna, the camera over her shoulder, mm -hmm. is so scary. Mm -hmm. And she looks, it looks like there is something different inside Shauna. Um, yeah. That is still, it's not that like, oh, good. Like, that was really brutal. And what Shauna did was really kind of not okay but Lottie knew and now they can start healing yeah it wasn't like something had been released in a good way no and in a healing way it was like something had been released in a really like brutal like this is going to get worse real soon kind of way yeah and no I is... fully agree with that I, th I mean I think everyone feels that I have talked to that this is the beginning of the the worst of the way that but Shauna looks like a fucking demon yeah yeah. And we know that Lottie's going to be out of commission for a little while. Mm -hmm. And Lottie, in as much as she's the one who is often kind of like inciting some of the weird darkness here, she is also often the one who kind of keeps things. <sighs> yeah. Like she's often the one who will step in and be like, no, give, give, you know, blah, 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 needs to deal with this. Or I'm trying to think of some. She's not inciting violence. Like, Right? right, exactly. Like she's yeah. she's relying on all of these superstitious or supernatural rituals and things like that. But what she we talked about this when she did the circle out by the trees. Like what she's mm -hmm. actually doing most of the time is like collecting bits of hair and like <laughs> yeah. leading breathing exercises. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, exactly. And so, so it... this is, I think, the reason that her being out of commission is scary is because that leaves Shauna mm -hmm. who is clearly fucking damaged and yeah. not seeming at all to have compassion or regret for what she just did to Lottie. Totally. Totally. At all. Yeah. It's going to get bad. It is also interesting. Just a little callback to when, um, Lottie makes Lisa and Nat talk in that group therapy and she says like stab her with that fork if you want to like let that violence out yeah Lottie th still thinks this is an effective yeah. way to deal with so that's also interesting to have gone through that and then whatever happens happens out there and Lottie still thinks violence in some time in some ways is the answer right which her th her therapist as we're calling her it says we said the line already but does a hunt that has no violence feed anyone Right. Anyway, so I just wanted to uh, touch on that a little yeah. bit because I wasn't sure how you were feeling about Shauna in that moment. I feel like she has no regrets for what happened. She's an extremely in an extremely dark place mm -hmm. and is going to stay there for a while. That's what it yeah. feels like. Probably till about 2021. Yeah. 
Speaking of, we have, um, is it Todd? Somebody comes up to... Todd. Is it Todd probably again? Probably Todd. I don't remember, He's but such a Todd. probably. Um, He's such a fucking Todd. Comes up, and, no offense to the Todds out there, uh, <laughs> well, says that there's a call for Shauna. Um, and the first thing Shauna says, is Callie okay? Is Callie Heartbreaking. okay? Oh, girl. But then we get our final, final little bit of comic relief from Jeff for the episode. Shauna. He rehearsed that line. You know he rehearsed it before he called her. Did you recall that missing man from your recent auto collision? <laughs> recent auto collision? Jeff! I have some difficult news. He's dead. And the authorities think they found his remains in Hacklebarney State Park. Jeff. <sighs> He's trying. He's I like, am, this line I... might be bugged. So I'm yeah. going to say it in this way. Yeah, he he did. He's... Jeff is always trying. He really is doing his best. I he's know. just he's just Jeff. He's just I, married to a woman with no sense of like how to commit crimes successfully. Yeah, seriously. Uh, well, all the crimes she committed before were out in the woods where no one was watching, so right. it didn't matter. Yeah. Um so that's the episode. You said you had thoughts about Van's cancer diagnosis and how they treat this. Well, yeah, because I'm like you can't bring us Van just to kill her and it is often a lazy way to put, like, to give Van cancer so you can kill her mm-hmm. is kind of lazy. But Van is already on borrowed time, both in the show, in that, like, she should have died on the plane. She should have died when she was attacked by wolves. She should have died from the att- Like, there are so many yeah. times that she should have died. Um, so she's on borrowed time in that way. So, like, she's got a little bit of a final destination thing kind of going on and maybe cancer in 2021 is finally the thing that catches up with her. Yeah. Uh, I'm a f- especially. Sorry, God. Well, no, I was just going to say, especially because as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's possible they need to get her out of the way for the plot. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Um, obviously, but if the show had an idea for where season five is supposed to end up and it didn't include van. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I feel two ways about it. Cause I think that there is a, there is a way that her cancer diagnosis becomes a piece of the what do we believe or what did they believe right like so if she somehow survives terminal cancer because she's hanging out with lottie i will be so okay with that i'm great with that then it becomes a plot device where it's like you know she has something that should kill her once again but something saves her right Right. and sometimes and sometimes people do actually just occasionally but sometimes it does happen that people who shouldn't for whatever reason um, whose cancer prognosis is really grim do survive right. at least for a while yeah. like she could go into remission and maybe the show ends before we yeah you know that's a possibility so there's that possibility i'm kind of of two minds about it one being that it brings back this belief that she keeps being saved for a reason mm-hmm. and the other is the jackie dying in the cold of it all so huh? we spent all of season one kind of banking on that opening scene where somebody runs into a pit gets like flayed open and eaten and all that and the horror Mm -hmm. of it and then we end season one with jackie dying from exposure in the cold which is Mm -hmm. a very quiet um like almost i don't want to say mundane but like a very obvious in a way considering their circumstances if you take away all the sort of Mm -hmm. hysteria like unreliable narrator stuff like 
it would make sense that somebody at a teenager would die of stubbornness basically out in the cold right absolutely and so to me the other option is like well yeah van dies of cancer like people die of cancer every day it's not that big of a surprise Mm -hmm. and so to me it's it's one of those two things most likely but i i think you don't introduce it without a reason and so i feel like those are a couple of the possible reasons Yeah, something I want to address just more about the general conversations around the show, and it's something that we've talked about a little bit, is the bury your gaze trope of, and I just, one, the nice thing about the show is that your queer characters get to be characters, and they're not just here to be warnings or to be more expendable or or any of that. And so that also means that sometimes they're just going to die. Like, and it's, it's not, it's kind of a good thing that we can allow for death in this show from these characters that doesn't have to be a sort of punishment or warning for their gayness yeah (laughs) it's it's so hard because we've had such little time with without the barrier gaze thing in terms of like other things that it's i kind of just want all queer characters to survive and have happy lives yeah um Um, i mean yeah absolutely but i just don't think we necessarily need to fault the show if we do lose sure and also in that way i think the thing that's interesting about the way that they're dealing with it is that in a lot of those shows that use that trope the trauma of the character that the character is dealing with is being gay right exactly the only person that is actually fulfilling that right now is ben and I think it's mm-hmm. interesting because he's an older person in that timeline and it makes sense that he would have Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But even like we've talked about this before, but in reality, Ty and Van in the nineties would have been maybe having a harder time with their sexuality and their relationship than they mm-hmm. appear to be in the show. Yeah. But in their adult lives and on the show, even in their younger lives, their trauma is not that they're queer. Their trauma is that they are in a plane crash and that Van's mom is kind of probably an alcoholic and that, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the surrounding trauma, not the trauma of, like, their identity. Right. And, and so. it's funny. I've heard two different conversations happening a lot around the, like, queerness in this show mm-hmm. of that, like uh is that like oh people wouldn't have been so accepting of ty and van out in the wilderness and then also oh everybody on that team should be gay and there's not enough and it's like we yeah have it both ways we also don't know just because everybody isn't hooking up with everybody out in the wilderness doesn't mean that 85 90 everybody on that team is gay i gotta tell you like as a queer person my first second third fourth fifth sixth way down the line thought would not be like hooking up out in the wilderness yeah. it just w- wouldn't be yeah so like and also and that I, and lottie have a vibe i was just gonna say <laughs> not whether nat and lottie end Especially up having a vibe now. back then or not i mean the way nat there's a moment I, if all of our listeners didn't pick up on this at the very least our queer listeners did you, there is a moment where nat leans into lottie mm-hmm. like over her shoulder kind of yeah. that is not just friendly yeah and whether that is new for them to be so like openly affectionate yeah or that is them pulling up from something in the past that we don't right that we haven't seen yet i don't know but like yeah that yeah i think that 
I'm going to make a bold statement. It is by erasure to assume that because <laughs> yes. Nat had yes. a relationship with Travis. Thank you. That she is not queer. Exactly. And the same thing is true for all of them. You can have a relationship with a man and still be queer if you're a woman. Yeah. So it's like, 1996. Let's not just assume... Our vaginas have monologues now. Yes. Energy. Like, exactly. So let's not on. just assume that Nat and Lottie yeah. are straight. Exactly. Because we haven't seen evidence to the contrary yet. Right. And we don't know what happens. I don't. I'm not saying I think the show is going to give us this, um, but we don't know what happens when we get back. I like mm-hmm. we there's a there's a lot. Also, the show, at least their social media has picked up that we want that like some of us are like, I hate to use the word shipping, but are yeah. like shipping Nat and Lottie in 2021 and are playing with us. So if you go look at Twitter, like yeah, they know they know that we it want it. Yeah, um, for sure. So. So, yeah, one thing I will I would say one thing I will say is if the whole show isn't just us saying things. Um, I said to you after I watched the episode that it this episode feels like a season finale. Yeah. You get everybody back together. You get that cliffhanger. Um, it, it just feels you get some big answers. Mm-hmm. So whatever we get with the rest of the season i'm kind of like you're gonna ramp up even more then you got you got to give us something big yeah like yeah you just think you kind of have to so yeah. so then what else are we waiting for especially for this show where i think that like you know i don't think pick girl season five anymore no. i don't think like there's so many things that I think we're probably just going to get and that season the end of the show is going to end up in a very different place from where it started I do think that like we've talked about how there's a bunch of like sort of turning points this season like Mm -hmm. one being Mm -hmm. eating Jackie one being um the baby dying Mm -hmm. but I think the fight between Lottie and Shauna is another one where the brutality is just out there in front of everyone now Mm -hmm. and it's like gonna get worse yeah that's interesting because on the one hand, Lottie did this so that Shauna could be with, like, present and with them and to sort of, like, give her an outlet for this rage that she's feeling. But it's also sanctioned violence in a way we haven't seen yet on this show. Yeah. By the two people who are seem to be, like, the most in charge. Yeah. So that allows for kind of anything now. Exactly. Exactly. And I, they all have that possibility in them. Right, mm-hmm. like Ty totally. with Allie in the beginning. Like they all have the possibility to be super brutal, and I think that this is just like kind of permission in a way. Yeah, it's our Jersey girls. Yeah, exactly. We're scrappers. We get shit done. Yeah, ask Ask Tawny. <laughs> That's fucking right. Oh, I love her. So good. Um, but I guess that's it. We uh, we got to wrap up. It's been eight hours of recording, and I've got to. <laughs> go do some eat some food and uh-huh live my life as always listeners yeah thanks for hanging out uh like rate subscribe review uh follow us at watchers pod nj on instagram and twitter yeah let your friends know about us yeah let us know what you're thinking for what's coming up with this show because we have well for our show but i meant for <laughs> yellow jackets the next couple episodes because i have no clue yeah but we We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.